Hello and welcome to All of the Above. I'm James Brown. Thanks for listening. You can check out my work at jamesbrowntv.substack.com. And of course, like, share, and subscribe. You can reach me at james at rosteraxit.com or jamesbrowntv at gmail.com. You can also leave me a message at 585-484-0339. We might have you on the show. This is part two of my conversation with professional matchmaker Corey Matiri. We're going to talk about chasing love, her toughest clients, how politics and religion affect dating, and what she looks for in a client. Coy helps people understand and reach their dating goals through coaching and recruiting a potential partner. You can find her at coylinagency.com or matchmakingct.com. Paid subscribers got access to this episode a week early, so thank you very much for supporting this show. And now, part two of my conversation with Corey Matiri. I'm in my late 30s. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the old school dating websites, you know, your uh, uh, your original OKCupids. Okay I remember uh, Match.com of back in the day. I remember even like Yahoo personals. I, I have, I have some friends of, wow, I forgot about yeah, that. From, some friends from college actually got together and married uh, off of Yahoo personals. That's why it yeah. comes to mind. I have a former co- coworker who did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And those were like, they, they required the things that you or encouraged at minimum, the things that you're asking for a full filled out profile and, uh, I, I, from my experiences in those worlds, you, you know, people put time and effort in, in like, you actually had a sense of the people that you were interacting or at least what they were, tr- their representative as a friend of mine calls them <laughs> of, of who they are trying to pr- project online. And then you have this current crop, you know, whether it is hinge or, or, uh, bumble, um, uh, the new version of OkCupid's okay and and such that are all swipe based, and I I find I haven't been on in about a year, but but they were more simplified. They uh, there were um, that there's less detail, there's less trying, there's simply photos, and generally nothing else. How do you, which one's more effective? I would assume you'd say the long, longer profiles. So I'm trying to think how to answer this. So with, let's first take a step back with online dating. A lot of these apps are now created to not get you off of them. You can send pictures, you can do um, calls, you can do FaceTime calls. You can share profiles. If I'm on Bumble and I see this great guy, I can forward it to my girlfriend who's on Bumble and say, hey, this is somebody that I think might be a good fit for you. It's designed now to not get you off. What a lot of people don't know is Match Group. They own Match, um, Match.com. They own Hinge. They own a lot. OkCupid. They own a lot of that. They have a big, huge share. Um, the first quarter of this year is the first time ever that they had a, a quarter loss. So we're seeing people getting off that at websites, but now you're seeing people date and like hinge too. You can go through and you can like five profiles in one day. After that, you have to pay. So it's getting you to pay or it's getting you to come back the next day to be looking. 
Yes, it's very, and it was designed, you know, hinges design. It's very simple. And I think that's why a lot of people use that one. Um, and depending upon the, the city that you're at, um, it might be a good, good location for you. But again, it's designed to not get you off those. So a lot of people will sit, sit there and still have those conversations and have those things. So you have to have a good opening one line to be able to talk. Yes, I've seen my son, I've seen him just swipe, 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 you know, go through. And, you know, that's the, I see that happens to a lot of people on Bumble because men know that the women have to reach out first. So they're just swiping, swiping, swiping. And then when somebody comes through, then they actually go and take a look at the, the profile and then find out if they're, if they're a match or not. But that's why you have to fill out that profile too, because you want to make a good first impression and then you're having that conversation. So you want a very, you want to even, even balance of, you know, Hey, how are you to drilling down everything on their account and going through and, and, Oh, you like to swim. Oh, you like to surf. Oh, you went to school here. So you have to, it's a very fine line to not be, you know, creepy, but you want to be exciting and you want to have those conversations and that's where you lose. So I sit down and have people, I have a client that we're going to sit down and help her create her, her profile and go through those questions and, and ask. But again, you want a well-filled out profile and good pictures and it's something that looks like you and then that way it's drawing attention. We're just making you, you know, shiny so to make you stand out a little bit more and then we'll go through and help you have those communications. Are the people who are coming to you suffering from app fatigue? Yes, that's definitely one big thing. I would see app fatigue, don't know where to start, not seeing people that are serious. But dating app fatigue is definitely a thing. They don't see people who are... I do it for myself. When I start dating again, I just, I'm like on here and I was like, this is, you know, here we go. The problem is too, is it takes a while for the algorithm, for the app to figure out your algorithm and what you like. And then now with Bumble, you can't filter through ethnicity. It doesn't allow you to do that anymore. I get the point, but it also seems counterproductive. Well, at least from for the dater, for the company, obviously, like you were describing, like they want you on the app as long as possible so they can serve you ads okay. and they want they want your your subscriptions. Yeah. But for a dater, like we all have our preferences. Mm-hmm. We should be able to structure our dating adventure any way we like. Exactly. Yep. I mean, you na- you nailed it. As a as on the platform as like if I'm the business owner of an app, yeah, that makes sense because I want people swiping, I want them to renew all of this, but if I'm a person of color or, you know, Latino and all I'm seeing is is white people and I don't want to date that, you know, I'm not going to be on that app. You should be able to be able to filter through, you know, religion, ethnicity, all of that. And if it doesn't allow, what's the point? How am I going to find my person? Because if religion's a very big, important part, I want to raise my kids a certain way. Is that why these apps, at least in part, why these apps are becoming more niche? Like I know there's like, wasn't there a, I remember farmersonly.com. Uh, I remember... Yeah, you have that. You have J- yeah, you have J date. You have um, there's dating apps for people who have you know STDs. There's dating apps for religion. There's dating apps for um, you know certain cultures. Absolutely, you have dating apps that, for LGBTQ members. Do 
I have very mixed feelings about that because part of, part of me thinks, you know, I, as I said, we should be able to choose our own adventure. Part of me also thinks that like, well, I, I, as I think through this, this theory, right? So, so um, on one level, we're going to limit ourselves anyway. So I guess it's, we're, it's just offering an, a, a way to, to codify it in a digital sense. I mean, here's the thing. If I'm transgender, if I'm a member of the LGBTQ community, I'm not going to go on a dating app that's primarily straight people. It doesn't make sense. If I'm a person of color and I want to date a person of color, I'm going to p- choose that. If I'm Jewish, I'm going to choose an app that's for Jewish people because I want to raise my children. I want to, you know, my religion is very important to me. So I'm going to go where the people that I want to date are. Yes, I understand that. Um, it's about, you know, being open and all these things, but when they're certain with you want to, you know, if it comes to cultural, if it comes to religion, I think you should choose dating apps that, that go on that. That's where you're going to find your people. Well, let's pivot to another, another way people find people. And, you know, I, at least part of your business, as you said, is coaching. Mm-hmm. I haven't been single for about a year. When I was when I was looking, I was getting back into bars and COVID kind of made things further weird. But even prior to that, mm-hmm. I I felt at least maybe it's my age, but there's a bunch of factors. It feels like it's harder to meet someone at a bar or in a public place this day. It feels like we're we're too married to our phones, and it feels like um, women, in particular, feel more guarded. Um, it, and and I've had this conversation when I was on dating apps, where it's like they were just they were more apt to go and and meet some random person on a on a on an app than for me to go offer to buy them a drink at the bar down the street. Um, Any thoughts on that? So there's a couple. Yeah. So there's a couple of different things. I work remotely. I work from home. I work out at home. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I'm could be in my house all day. There's days that, you know, I might not ever leave. Um, So what I like to tell my clients is like, okay, what are you doing? Like where, what are your activities? What do you enjoy doing? So there might be some females that are like, oh, I work out at an all women's gym or I belong to a club, you know, that's something that's, you know, like-minded women get together. And I was like, all right, well, if you're doing these things with all women, you're not going to meet anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sometimes too, to go, and I don't want to forget about this point, so I'm going to kind of go back to it. But like, you know, when you meet a woman at a bar and you want to buy her a drink, we're going to sit and talk to you for a little bit. We're going to thank you for that drink, all that. A lot of times, like I myself... I'm just out with my girls. I haven't been out in a while. I'm out with my friends. I just want to hang out with my friends. That's it. I'm not out here trying to pick anybody up. I'm not trying to do that. Some men feel, and it's, you know, it's a very fine line of I've bought you a drink and I want to get to know you. Yes. Let's have a conversation. Yes. Maybe let's dance, but I'm here with my friends and I want to spend time with my friends. Thank you again. We'll meet up a little bit later. Or I'll, you know, come back over and kind of check in type of thing because there will be people that will sit there and talk your ear off at the bar and we want to go dance. We want to hang out with our friends. So 
it's a very fine line of, of that. So as a man, be careful with how you, how you do that. Um, but I like to tell my clients, like, let's sit down. What do you enjoy doing? Let's talk about your commute to work. Are you on the train? Are you constantly watching Netflix? Are you, you know, you have your head in a book? What's going on? Stop. Say hi to people. I have a gentleman who's, you know, very big introvert. And sometimes it's just say hi. Say hi to somebody new every single day. So you start to get a little bit more familiar with that. You get more comfortable with it. Um, it's just kind of getting you out of your out of your comfort zone. Sometimes we're, we're putting together a 21-day action plan. What do you feel comfortable with? Do you have a, a crush on the barista at Starbucks? How are you going to, you know, how do you engage in conversation? So I want to sit back. Let's take a look. You know, what's your da- daily activities? How can you meet people? You know, okay, you have... You belong to an all-female book club. Maybe you go through and everybody invites one man. And it's an opportunity for you to, to share things. Because we like people who like to who like us. So if you're, you know, you're going to a game every Sunday, you have season tickets somewhere. Be on the lookout. It's, just, it's your, your sports team, somebody else. You know, there's going to be somebody of the opposite sex or the same sex that enjoys going to games as well, enjoys the same team. Wouldn't that be just be cool to be able to go to a game every single, you know, every Sunday with someone that enjoys the same team and cheers along with you? So kind of look around, see what's going on. Ask your friends. Don't just have, you know, when you're when you're looking, when you're having a conversation with friends or, you know, friends of friends, hang out with married people. Married people know so many single people. Mm. Join, you know, pickleball is, is a new thing. Golfing, go to a cigar club, go, you know, take classes. There's always, you know, different things that you can do. I mean, if you're working out, you know, and I get it. Some women prefer to work out in, you know, the all women section, kind of venture out, you know, go to the other part of the gym or something like that, that, you know, that, you know, slowly get comfortable, meet people. Sometimes if you just say hello and say hi and become a little bit more approachable and get yourself comfortable with talking to strangers, take a different route, you know, different walk to work. If you're getting off the train or sit in a different car, we become creatures of habits. And sometimes just that, you know, changing something building your confidence a little bit more. And I think one of those habits, in part because I, like you, work from home. I've been working from home basically since... I did before the pandemic, yeah. And, and even even before the pandemic, I was, I was sort of phasing into this... It feels like our lives, our lives are smaller. There's less of those chance opportunities, like you said. Like, the, like we're... Mm-hmm. Where if if more and more of the population is not in public as much, if there's not as many uh, as I, as I call them third places, not work, not home. If work and home are the same place, and there's just there's less of those places where where people go and mingle, it, it seems like there's simply less opportunity for the person the person relationship to to be be born mm-hmm. so so what are you gonna do exactly so i think one option would be obviously contact someone like you correct the other option would be grow some guts and get back into the world you have to so you now have created a goal so here's the thing i want to be in a relationship so what steps am I going to take to be in a relationship? Am I going to hire a matchmaker? Am I going to hire a coach to help me, you know, through the way? Am I going to, um, you know, tell my friends and family? Am I going to create a date online dating profile? 
what am I going to do? How am I going to take that first initial you know, leap? COVID, I can name you a dozen matchmakers that had had the best year they ever had in 2020. Wow. My first client I signed during the pandemic because it really put people, love is a, that's a great thing. Love is a pandemic proof industry. It's not going anywhere. Everybody wants some form of love in their life. It's about helping you make that decision to find it and helping you choose the right individual for you. What are your hardest clients like? I don't take them. You just won't take them? I won't take them. Yeah. What's the like the cutoff? I like people who are open-minded, who have a good, healthy relationship with matchmaking, who who know what they want, who have a key goal. There's some people that just, I've had conversations that are just looking for a needle in the haystack. And I've, I've said, no, I'm not the, the person for you. I'll help you find somebody who is. So they're seeking a dream girl or dream guy that, that just doesn't exist? It could exist. It could just be really, really hard. Um, you know, sometimes it's, we, we have to get a little creative and it might just be before I agree to take them on, we might have to do, I might have to do some research. I might really have to look, I might have to have conversations with other matchmakers. Um, I might not be able to find the, the person that they're looking for. So sometimes it's about changing their mindset or maybe it could just be coaching and like, I'll help you get to that individual or help you figure out a way. But I, that's the great thing is that I'm very, it's, it's, you know, when we're having that initial conversation, it's also kind of an interview. I want to make sure one of the very first questions I ask people are, are you coachable? Are you excited about this process? Because if you're not, it's not going to work. Because I need you to trust me. I am the subject matter expert. Who is less likely to trust you, men or women? I don't think, I mean, it's men don't think they need matchmakers because men, you know, women, we outnumber men. Women are graduating college and are more educated and earning more money and things of that nature. And then women on top of it, we, you know, want children and biologically, you know, we can only have children to a certain age. Men don't feel that they need to, to work with a matchmaker. Um, but they're still single. So matchmakers like yourself are overloaded with women? Um, yes and no. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's tougher to find, um, some men, but you, I, I take men and women clients. Some matchmakers only work with men. Some matchmakers only work with women. Who's harder to please, men or women? It's about an even. Really, even. Yeah, I've had, I've had, I've, I had men client who filled out the survey, and it was amazing. And I said, "You literally said nothing wrong about this individual, and you don't want to go out with her again. Why?" And you couldn't answer it. Wow. And then I've had women that are just, you know, I've had women that could be the height, it could be, you know, the career, it could be all of this. Um, I want women to get out of the mindset too. And I think we're going to see this as we're seeing with the way the economy is now with what's happening. Men are no longer going to college. Men are going into, you know, 
service, you know, blue collar things or becoming plumbers, electricians, all of that. But, you know, sometimes people look down on that and that's not a bad thing. If you're in the service industry, that's not a bad thing. You're not, you don't have school debt. You're not coming out with, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of school loans. They're creating these businesses on their own. They have that flexibility to be able to travel. They're making two, $300,000 in their own, you know, business. Um, so I, I like women to get, you know, out of that mindset. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. And those are, and like, look what's happening now. Look what happened, what's happening in the tech world, in the banking industry. Like their people are losing their jobs. I, you know, just remodeled a bathroom and I was on a six month waiting list because the contractors had, you know, they're constantly working. So don't sleep on those. Don't sleep on the blue collar guys. And what kind of women should men stop sleeping on? Um, that's a good question. I don't think it's at that point. I don't think it's, you know, the, the women, I think, you know, some men, yes, are intimidated that men, that women might make more money than them that tend to be a little bit more powerful. Um, I just think it's you communicate and use, you know, don't waste people's times. If you're not interested, have those communicate, you know, have those conversations, you know, thank you, but no, thank you. Don't ghost. Just you'll be amazed with what could happen with a good conversation and a good communication and how things could be avoided. Stepping back to a moment ago, you mentioned the, the fella who described his date said just rapturous, everything positive positive about his date, but didn't want to go out with her again. Yep. Did he go out with her? Oh, I was so frustrated. Nope. I said, I need you to sleep on this. I went through, listed everything out. I said she was, um, she was younger and he found her attractive. Great conversation, liked her. Um, she was currently doing her residency somewhere and would be moving back to where he was currently located had a great conversation. Um, he's he's in his upper 30s. And I said, listen, and I, I had to have the conversation. I said, I, want, I need you to think about this for a second. I said, do you want to get married and have children, correct? Yes. How long do you plan on dating? Maybe a couple of years. How long before you get married? Okay. How many years do you want to be married beforehand? And then you have kids. Like, these are the things that you need to think about. You know, if you really want to sit down and have that and like these, you know, we had that conversation and I, and I said, I was like, this isn't Hollywood. It's not going to be, you know, bombs aren't going to go off. It's not going to be fireworks and all of this chemistry builds. You have to, I, for prime example, I dated a guy, um, we went on a date and I was like, I like him. I want to go out with him again. Second, third, fourth, fifth date. It was like, okay, I wasn't, you know, attracted to him right away. I thought he was cute, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I can't wait to see him again. I just, and that chemistry was building over time. And then within nine months, I'm in love with this individual. Like we're in a happy, healthy relationship. Like it's, you have to, those things are going to build. And as you get to know someone more, that chemistry, how many times have you, you know, you've seen a feature on someone and you, you're just kind of like turns your, you turn your nose up at it. But then as you get to know that individual, like the little, you know, the little gap in their teeth, it, it's cute. It's what makes them them. So I think people just tend to get out of their own way. They tend to self-sabotage. It's just a matter of, you know, that again, again, that's why I'm here. That's why let's ask these questions. Let's have these conversations to get to, be, you know, better know the, the person and to be able to answer, like, is this somebody that I want to choose? Should people have sex on the first date? 
do your thing, whatever. Just use protection. If you're two consenting adults, have at it. I don't think it might might not go very far, but whatever. Why might it? I'm not going to yuck someone. Why might not it go far? It might not. I mean, I've never successfully had anything that's happened. You can have sex on the first date. Doesn't mean, you know, the passion, the fireworks and all of that. But, you know, some people it works, some people it doesn't. Again, I just say, you know, be smart decisions, be healthy about it. On on the smart decision bit, that kind of connects with something that I, I wanted to to ask you on. I feel as if as a population, we're a little less prepared to date. It seems like we're almost more some of the conversations I've had with women and, and with men, there's there's an idealism and which kind of fits into that, that six foot tall situation and in the money situation that you, you 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 mentioned earlier. And even the plumber uh and, and service industry thing you mentioned not long ago. I I wonder if you if you've seen this in your work. Is it are you working through someone's idealism trying to get around it? Yeah, I think, you know, and that's what but that's what kind of happens when we're, you know, we're dating somebody. We kind of build this individual up and it's this idea that this is what's going to happen and that's what gets us caught up in in something and you know, I see folks do this at you know, third or fourth date, what are we doing? Well, you're dating, go have a good time. Like we're not, you know, don't build this individual up. And when we do that, and that this is also one of the reasons why I say don't date multiple people at the same time, because we've kind of built this idea on what we, there's expectations of what, what we think is going to happen. And when people don't adhere to that expectation, you know, now we've been wronged and, you know, it's, it's, it's doomed. But when you're dating multiple people, you kind of get to compare the two of them. You're not putting your eggs all in one basket it's an opportunity for you, like, you know, when you're going shoe shopping or you're going through and having, um, I always, this is how I, I say it for dating. It's, it's kind of like if, you know, many stores have a return policy of, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. I can buy a dress and I can come home and I can try it on a few times and I can try it on with the jewelry and I can try it on with the clothes. Um, and then I have an opportunity to return it. So that's kind of how I view, view dating. I don't like to talk relationship status 90 to, until like 90 to 120 days until I think that person is worthy that I'm ready to have a, a, a relationship with them. Cause I'm still getting to know them. You're not having date two or three. You're not having conversations about, um, you know, finances and politics and religion and, and things of that nature. You're not, you don't understand, you know, how, how are they in conflict? If you had a fight with this individual, do they fight fair or are they nasty and name calling gaslighting? Like I find people can't really fake who they are after the the 60, 90 day mark. You're really finding out who that individual is. You, you, does that make sense? You do. You do. And you also hit something that was also on my list to ask you about the last few years of politics in this country have, you know, everything's been inflamed. Um, um, my girlfriend and I have had this conversation. We have different politics. Um, we've uh, we've called it sort of a uh, 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 inter um, inter religion relationship, essentially. 
how 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 big of an impediment is it for daters you speak to politics it's one of the questions i ask um you know a lot of times it's volunteered because a lot of times too what's happening and we're seeing this now with with um politically it's now going into women's rights mm -hmm. It's now going into other social activities. We've seen, you know, when you had COVID and even like the vaccine, when I, um, you know, in the beginning I was asking, are you okay going out with someone who's not vaccinated? Somebody who is, I was asking questions. Are you comfortable going out into bars and restaurants now? Some people weren't. Some people, I don't want my partner vaccinated. Somebody's like, nope, they have to be vaccinated. So you're having those conversations. You're having those conversations politically. Um, you know, you're seeing women's rights right now and is is up there. Interracial dating, you're having, you know, abortion, pro-life, pro-choice. You're having these conversations and it's a it's a key part. Um, and it's going to vary, too, depending upon different parts of the country. I would imagine. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a big, big conversation that you're having. I'm asking the, the ones I tend to ask, you know, just I, I always, you know, there's no right or wrong answers. Tell me a little bit more about you. Tell me what you're looking for in a partner. And then I just, you know, casually ask ethnicity, religion, politics, you know, age. Of those locations. So the great thing is where I am, you know, in Connecticut, I'm an hour outside New York City. I myself date within New York, New Jersey and Connecticut. Sure. Um, the metro you know, New York City area. You can jump on a train. You can go wherever. Yeah. So, not, you know, you can date. So some people are, you know, and that's the great thing too now, you know, post pandemic or you know, we're still, I guess, kind of technically in it, kind of technically out of it, but so many people work from home. So you have that opportunity now that you can travel wherever, you know, wherever you want. So I have this opportunity. I might, you know, work in New York, but I, as long as I have internet, I can go anywhere. So people are open now to, to dating throughout the world, throughout the country. Of those issues well, issues of those those requirements, religion, politics, location. Which which is the the biggest impediment, the biggest requirement? It's not. There's. It's usually. It's it's usually family oriented, career finances. It's it's back to those key values. Political, you know, politics. Sometimes, you know, kind of comes into play with it. But now it's, you know, listen, I won't date somebody who supports this side or I won't date somebody who supports that. Or I'm open to dating people of other political affiliations, but I want to be able to have, you know, respectful conversations with it. I want to be able to have those, you know, those talks and being able to share and all of that and being able to respectfully have those conversations. When people come to matchmakers, they are just, you know, they want to find their person. They tend, and the people that I, again, the people that I work with, I want somebody who's open, who's, you know, willing to do things um, and they're coachable. They're willing to, you know, to take advice. They're willing to, to think outside the box a little bit. And when I, you know, I call somebody up and I'm like, Hey, I have this great guy and I'm going to go through everything. This is what you're looking for. These are the conversations you know, you're very, you know, you like to communicate, you ask great questions, you have conversations, this person's going to talk, you're going to be able, you guys are going to close the bar down, you're going to close the restaurant down, you can have great conversations. So it's, it seems like you're looking for dexterity. 
yeah, I'm mirroring what, what it's, my, my goal is a, is a, is a matchmaker is to bring you opportunities, to bring you introductions. What I'm doing is I'm weeding out the people who don't want to be in relationships. I'm having these conversations with individuals and saying, okay, do you want marriage and kids? Do you want this? You know, I, I'm having those, those conversations and, and doing the background checks and doing these things and saying, okay, now, John, I'm going to introduce you to, you know, three, four individuals and let's have these conversations. And then I'm getting that feedback and I'm bringing it to you to make you become a, a, a better dater. It's just, you know, we don't, sometimes we don't have time. It's no different from I'm doing housework or I'm working late tonight and I'm going to order Uber Eats or DoorDash. It's that convenience. It's I'm making my life a little bit easier. On another requirement in some, some, some elements, we're both massive Buffalo Bills fans. We are. It, how big is sports and obsession with sports because I'm, I'm i'm a sports obsessive does it does it matter when you talk to to daters um it's funny i do find that some people say listen i'm into sports i'm into this i've met many men that don't follow sports that don't do this they might be into hunting they could be into fishing there could be women that are like listen i'm not when I, when I date, I tell people like, listen, my phone is off from one to four whenever the game is on. Like it is off. That is it. Um, we'll talk afterwards. Like we're not gonna, but I want to be, but again, to me, like I enjoy going to sporting events. Like that is my, I used to have, you know, tickets to the, to the Yankees. I had season tickets. So like, I want to go to an event. I want to go to, you know, this is how I have fun. I want somebody who likes sports. I don't have a good, again, we like people who like the things that we do. So if I want to go on a you know Thursday night to a game, I'm going to drive down. I'm going to call you. Hey, you got plans? Let's go. Let's go do this. We like people who like the same things that we do. So it's a part of our, and we know how the mafia is. We're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we, it's, it's a essential part of, of who we are. I've met numerous friends just from social media because, you know, you like the same, you know, like the same thing. But again, it's an opportunity. So when you're going to these events, when you're going places, constantly look. I've met men at, at sporting events. So don't be afraid. I mean, it's again, it's we're doing the same thing. It's we, we enjoy that. So that's going to be another part of an activity that we can do together. Remember that couple got married. Remember a couple of years ago, got married 50 yard line. Yeah. Yeah. The, the stadium? yeah. I mean, and they met at a, they met. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's hope guys like be on there, be on the lookout. And don't be afraid to date outside of, you know, your favorite sports team. Our, it could be people are actually afraid of that. I, uh, I, that, that's one I have not heard. It's just, you know, here's the thing. You make some fun, you know, bets along the way. You can have a good time with it. See where I live, it's Jets, Giants, mm-hmm. um, New Orleans, like, you know, in the Metro New York city area. So. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find Bills fans in the uh, Metro New York city area. I'm sure they're there. Oh, there's a bunch. Yeah, when I'm actually going to the um, that Monday night game, but you'll be amazed on how many people. There's a lot of, and we have you know Bills backer bars throughout. A couple of them in New York, so it's there's now that we're you know they're they're good. We're seeing a lot more people <laughs> before we a lot of us hid in our house. <laughs> um, I I I I know we touched on your training now about an hour ago. 
I, 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 wanted, I wanted to come back around it because I wanted to just uh, get a, more of a sense. It's science-based. Um, are, there, are there resources for people who want to learn about how you go about this? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely you can, you know, reach out to me um, via my website and schedule some time to talk. I, back to that science-based, I took a science-based coaching course through Dr. Terry Orbach. Um, She had one of the first federally funded studies here in the United States where she followed over 300 couples for over 30 years. Wow. So this isn't like, you know, yeah. So this is the data that she's extracted through her core, you know, through her, her studies. Um, She's written books. She's um, fantastic. I've done some one-on-one personal coaching with her. I've done some one-on-one business coaching with her um, as well. I consider her a a friend and a colleague, but I've learned a lot of information um, from that course. Um, As far as like, you know, reach out to me. The the great thing is about matchmaking is the $4.1 billion industry. It's not going anywhere. Love is not going anywhere. I think our, I feel our, our industry is going to thrive. We're seeing AI coming into play. We're seeing chat GPT coming into play. We're seeing an increase of fake, you know, um, the apps, you're seeing fake profiles, things of this nature. Um, communication. People need help communicating now post pandemic of not being, you know, out there and about not having these We're we're in our phones, we're in our laptops. Um, I'm going to see, I'm going to see a lot of increase in coaching and awareness. So I think it's going to be a very interesting time. Um, and it's going to be good for our industry, but I listen, schedule a 15, 20 minute call with me, people. I'm happy to have a conversation. If I'm not the person for you, I'm happy to refer you to one. I have hundreds of matchmakers at my fingertips. Um, my goal is just, I want everybody happy. Everybody loves to be loved some way. And I just, my goal is to make everybody a better dater and to get people to that finish line. Corey, you keep reading my mind because I was headed (laughs) to artificial intelligence next. We're seeing, I posted articles about it. We're seeing people that are going through using chat GPT on how to have a conversation. Like how do I talk to women? And it goes sexual right away. Or it's, you know, you can use the, you can take the picture and you can go through, people are putting their AI, remember that one app that came out that they would take a picture and would kind of make them like that AI mm-hmm. photo. People are putting that on their profiles now. People are, you know, there's, um, you know, there's, I belong to different groups for women where they're posting, you know, photos and stuff. And they're like, yeah, that's a guy over in like Europe who's a major like influencer. That's, he's not in New York City, honey. Like that's a fake account. So we're seeing that, you know, AI, yeah, you could use AI to help you create a good, you know, intro and all of that as far as, you know, putting your your dating app profile together. But when we've, I've watched videos, I've read articles on how people are starting to communicate, it's gotten kind of creepy really quick. Uh, do tell. So you have to be careful with that. Oh, it was just like there was flirting and it got sexual really early on within like minutes. Well, okay. So within a couple of questions. With an AI chatbot? Yep. So it went through, they went through an AI and it was like, it was a man and a woman and you know, it was, it was a journalist and he was going through and he's like, okay, well, you know, say this or, you know, answer this. And it just, it got sexual. And the, the woman on the other end was like, oh, this is awful. So it's just how it, how it escalated so quickly. My chief concern with it is the overall, you know, much like that, that fellow from Europe, the overall fakeness. I mean, we see it throughout social media. Mm-hmm. 
like all over. And adding that to a dating environment, because I think it was already there. From what from what I, I recall, I do recall seeing profiles where I would I would read them and I'm I'd see the photos and I'm like, this is not a person. This is just Oh, you can yeah, you can tell right off the bat who. But think about it. You're back in the dating pool for the first time in fifteen years. You've never been on a dating app mm. and you see this, you know, good looking individual and you can tell like, you know, you can tell when it is, but it's just, if you're new to this, you don't, you don't know, you're not going to know. And some people are very trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be, you have to be very cautious on it. And I, the other element of that, that I find worrisome is that much like, you know, we, we've all been more isolated in the last few years add add the fact that we're we're locked in the phones and and in these digital worlds all the time there's good things about it you know i met you we're talking right now through the internet yep. right yeah the bad thing is that my worry is that the increase of especially ai that sounds and acts like human that we're going to be less ready to interact with people and I, 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 exactly. I, I think that could snowball and, and be really bad, especially for young people who are not really like they're, they're, they're. Oh, my son's generation, they grew up on the computers. They don't know how to have conversations. They don't know how to dial a phone. They don't know how to, if somebody's on the other end of the phone to be able to, you know, make a doctor's appointment, things of that nature. Like, just little things. And that's where like I come in, we have mock dating, on-site dating, all of this that we can sit down, we can role play. I can come with you and be like, all right, let's pick up the body language. Let's pick up the conversation. I can have your female. I have a male coach that can come on a date with you and have a conversation and writes a report up on how it is afterwards. Wow. So we're using these, these tools, um, you know, how to flirt. Like I'm having, um, you know, I was putting articles together the other day on, you know, how to read body language with people and how to, you know, and, and mirror it. Some people are great communicators and other people aren't. Um, so it's, you know, it's the kind of like little physical things and watching people and, you know, the, the mannerisms. So we're having conversations about that. Um, I'm having Zoom calls when I'm, when I do coaching, it's, it's via Zoom. When I have, if I can meet my individual for a dinner or drink or something ahead of time, I'm there. I'm also there too during the photo shoot. I go on site because I want to make sure you're comfortable. I want to make sure we're picking out the outfits. We're, you know, all these little things. Um, so it's not just like, yeah, I'm bringing you, bringing you introductions, but I want to make sure that you're, you're asking the right questions that you're not saying this. You know, somebody on a date one time said, oh, I haven't had a second date in, in five years. Don't say that because now that's going to be, a, you know, that's going to be a red flag. So I'm walking people through like, okay, let's ask these questions or what are we saying? Or, you know, I had a date with, or I had a, a dating debrief and one person said, you know, what's your five-year plan? And I was like, listen, you're in HR. This is conversation. But then I was able to understand like what that individual had said to lead the other individual to say, okay, what is your five-year plan? Because what they were saying was kind of like all over the place. Oh, I don't like my career. I don't like this. I don't want to live here. You know, people are looking for stability in dating and relationships. We want to know that you're going to be there. We want to know that you're the person that I'm going to pick and that you're serious enough to date that maybe I do want to create a family with you. 
and a life with you, that you're still going to be here, that you're going to be around. I think that key word serious is, is, it's one, and just thinking through our conversation so far today, it makes me think that perhaps we're just not as serious about it as, as perhaps other generations were. I wonder what you would, your perspective is on that and whether you have seen or have any theories on, on why we're like that. Well, think about it. Part of the reason why I ask you, what's your you know family dynamic? Are your parents still together? So you've seen relationships. You've seen them go through something. If you have a parent that's absent and you haven't seen that individual, you haven't witnessed as a child of a parent being in a, in a relationship, that's going to be a little bit, a little bit different as well. So, you know, it's, that's going to be impactful. Are you, you know, you're growing up and you're just, you know, you've heard a parent say, you know, men are trash, you know, men ain't this, or, you know, women are this. If you hear that, like, that's kind of how, you know, you've been taught how you've been raised. So I have to kind of, I have to get you out of that mindset. So there's certain, you know, things that we're going to have to go through and do. If you've been in relationships and every single relationship you've been in and that individual has cheated on you, you're already going to go in with that mindset. You're going to be anxious that this individual is going to cheat on you. So that goes back to that relationship pattern. So why did it end? Why did it break up? You know, was it just simply like, I, you know, this individual didn't want children and I did, or this person ended up, you know, cheating or this person got a job in London and we tried to make it work and do long distance and we couldn't. So that's why we're going back looking at those relationship patterns because I need to understand. And that's the thing with coaching. So therapy and coaching therapy, you're going back into your childhood. You're going really back and you're working through everything. Coaching, you're identifying your goal, problem, whatever it may be. I don't like to say problem, but your goal. So, okay, so what are we going to do moving forward? So how are we going to set you up for success? I'm here shoulder to shoulder with you. I'm your accountability partner. I'm pushing you. I'm making you think a different way. And that's how we how we move forward. Some people think that they're ready for a relationship and they're not. Um, you know, I've had one, you know, some people call. I'm like, well, what do you like? I don't know. What do you this? I don't know. Like, it's hard to have a conversation. I'm like, if you can't, you're coming to me for advice and to seek guidance. And you can't tell me, you can't give me your 30 second elevator pitch about you. These are the things that we need to work on. These are the things that the conversations that we need to be having. Are you, you know, are you ready? I've talked to people that have, you know, been divorced a year, year and a half. One of the first, you know, another question I ask, are you ready to date? Why do you think you're ready to date? Why do you want to be in a relationship? Corey, there is. You can be on a date not wanting to date and not being serious about dating. How many times have we, some people just like to talk to somebody of the opposite sex or the same sex. They're pen pals. When are we going to take this offline and meet in person? And that's a major complaint that I have um, from both genders. So I deal with I deal with heterosexual couples, but that is a big complaint that we see is that people don't want to get off the app. They're you know they don't having convers again having conversations has been a major complaint. I had um, I interviewed seventy women for matchmaking services in a, probably about a two month time span. Common thing was they don't know how to, how to have a conversation. And they want somebody who's kind. And I just felt like that made me kind of sad that that was one of the things that they wanted was a kind individual. But then they were meeting people who just couldn't hold a conversation. 
Wow. And again, that goes back to technology. That goes back to being in COVID. I think we're going to see studies later on coming out of COVID and how it has affected us, our social skills greatly. <laughs> the look on your face right it, now. It, it, it's it's terrifying, <laughs> honestly. We can talk about this for, we can talk about this for hours. Yeah. It, yeah. I, it's it's interesting. And you're seeing that you're seeing that effect of how people can't hold conversations. And it's 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 scary and it's tough and it's I, and and to your point, not just to hold conversations, for me, it's people not wanting to look you in the eye. Fewer and fewer people, and this could be my world, but I'm seeing people who just don't want to, they're, and perhaps it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, everything we've gone through the last few years, but it's just like, there's still like a, there's a fear in those interactions that I don't recall. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I worry that we may it's never get it fear. back. Being in being in business and you know being in sales, I walk into a room and I'm, I'm introducing myself. I'm having a handshake. It's a firm handshake. I'm looking you in the eye. Nice to meet you. All of this. And now we've gone through you know during COVID, it's a little you know elbow mm -hmm. you know or a fist pump. That's how we're doing that. Um, you know, it's it's a new norm, and you have to to kind of figure out you know how you want to be. And people are kind of you know getting back to being comfortable about it, but. Um, it's 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 going to be unique, and I'm very I'm very curious to see studies with you know with AI with ChatGPT. What's going to happen? All of this, the communication aspect, and children, and you know technology, and it's just everything has. I think it's going to make my industry flourish. Well, good for you. But only time. Will <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm trying because it was you know I was having a conversation with a client, and we were talking and. You know, it's the flirting and I, well, I'm a good flirt, but I'm like, how do I take this and translate this into like a PowerPoint or to a skill or to be able to, you know, to be able to have those conversations. And like, I have some friends that I'm like, this person's hitting on you. And they're like, wait, what, huh? I'm like, this guy was checking you out. Like some people just don't pay attention to that. I, 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 I want to, <laughs> I want you back for a part two to just talk about flirting, but Oh, so now you need me to take <laughs> now I gotta take my skills and put them down. Yeah, we can talk about communication and how to go about it. I think that's that's one of the main things and so many people lack and we can certainly talk about that. I not only did see that in as a dating problem, I see that as a life problem. I think that that's Yep. It seems like that everybody's decayed. And um and yeah, I think you'd be fascinating to speak more on that with. Uh but for now. Uh, any famous last words? I just like to tell you people, you, you got this. It's not, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard. And that's, I would love, I'm happy to have conversations and I welcome, you know, you want to become a matchmaker. You want to, you know, talk about dating relationships. I'm more than happy to have conversations and have them. Please, you know, feel free to reach out. It's matchmakingct.com and we'll, I'll definitely have conversations. But you got this. Corey Materi, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to all of the above. Let me know what you think wherever you're listening and do me a favor. Share it with a friend. You can follow my work at jamesbrowntv.substack.com. Paid subscribers get access to bonuses, including... 
10 the hard way our members only show you can reach me at james at rochesteraccent.com or jamesbrowntv at gmail.com you can also leave me a message at 585-484-0339 we might have you on the show i'm james brown and as always be well